Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. We're going to review Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget for you, and my name is Wayne. My name is Paul, then. Straight into it for this brand new Netflix film was dropped just a couple of days ago at time of recording on December 15th. This is a sequel, of course, to the Chicken Run film from the year 2000. Can you fucking believe that one? Oh, fuck, really? 23 years ago. That, like this one, is a stop-motion animated comedy film. This one directed by Sam Fell from a screenplay by Carrie Kirkpatrick, John O'Farrell and Rachel Tunnard from the original story by Kirkpatrick and John O'Farrell. And it stars. Now, I want you to prepare yourself here, Wayne. I've already... Yeah, keep going. Thandaway <laughs> Newton. Thandaway yeah. Newton. Zachary Levi, Bella Ramsey, Imelda Staunton, David Bradley, Lynn Ferguson, Jane Horrocks, Daniel Mays, Nick Muhammad and Miranda Richardson. Some of those names are probably more familiar than you think. We'll get to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. It's 98 minutes long. Interesting. On my Netflix, it was 101 minutes long, and the credits went for 11 minutes 20. I was like, damn, that's a lot of credits. Oh, yeah, that is. So it's uh, actually a animators. much shorter film than, than you might think. Obviously, no word on budget because Netflix doesn't allow you to know that, and no word on how many people have looked at this. But, uh, Wayne, what is this one about? Okay, so... Having escaped from the farm in the first movie, Ginger and Rocky are living an idyllic chicken life with their community of escaped fowl. They now have a baby, or a chick, sorry, who proves to be something of an adventurer. But back on the mainland, which is where they escaped from, the whole of chicken kind faces a terrible new threat. Or is it an old threat with a new plan? Ooh. Did you find that one on the, on the line somewhere, or did you make no, it No, I up? made that shit yeah, up. Yeah, nice. Very nice. <laughs> I like it. The end part there, particularly good. Critical reception-wise on Rotten Tomatoes, this one has 78% of 83 critics' reviews as positive with an average score of 6.8 out of 10. And on Metacritic, always harsher, the assigned film has a score of 63 out of 100 based on 29 critics. Really? Hmm. Hmm. Wayne, with that in mind, (laughs) what did you think of Sensible Chuckle, colon, the movie? (laughs) Sensible (laughs) Chuckle? All right, let's just do this, right? First of all, everyone, this is not my film. All right, this, this, these, I don't actually care for stop motion animation. You don't? Or I love it. So when's the last time you saw Shaun the Sheep? Oh yeah, that's right. You like Shaun that. the that's Sheep right. is fucking awesome. Is that these people? I don't know. I believe was Ardman right. Animation Studios, okay. but this is sort of their their executive producers on this Phil Lord and and whatever the name the other person's name is, which I am completely blanking on. I do apologize. Yeah. So yeah, they something to do with that, but yeah. Okay. That's so why it looks so similar. I mean, in terms. I will say this for it. It does look good, and I do mean color and the the motion and all whatever the tech they're using to actually animate this is all very nice and very good. Mm-hmm. I do not care for the character design, and I will admit to you that I've never seen the first one. Oh, haven't you? No. Yeah, it Mel was, Gibson stars in the first one. I know, but it's a fucking kids film, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> Just like this one. So. You could um, probably pick up that. Where they're showing you the first one anyway, so yeah, that was all a great escape kind of a thing. Yes. That, that, so I'm like, that's pretty cool. And that, so that that film then, the original was the Great Escape, which was a weird sort of mishmash. And I, I'm genuinely shocked that 23 years later we've got a sequel to that film because I don't think it was widely beloved or I, I was told considered. that it was very very popular. But uh, and I remember you telling look, me about I'm it. I'm gonna have a look. Yeah, look, I saw it. Went to the cinema. Saw it. That budget was 40 to 45. Made 227, almost 228 million dollars. So that's a killer. When that was released. So yeah, Ardman Animations. They we used to be partnered with DreamWorks Animations at that time. Now they have split and gone their separate ways. Yeah. See, and that's there you go. And I think that's what it is. I know this is the Wallace and Gromit people, isn't it? Is that yes, right? that's yeah? correct. Okay, so the character design of the chickens. With the teeth, I don't really get it. I'm like, I don't like this. It looks weird. <laughs> I just don't like that. Okay, I know that's just a little thing that I've got. Um, I also maintain that instead of Tandy Newton, they should have hired a woman. 
Um, oh. oh, that's right. I said it. Wait, what? I said it. She's what? just fucking horrendous, okay? What is she's wrong shit with about you? everything. And she's shit, okay? What is I don't even know why. It's just shit. It's a shit. <laughs> she's, not, she's a very talented person, and I have no qualms with anything else about her. I don't understand. She looks like a bird. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> Honestly. Looks like a bird. All right, so what? Well, that's maybe where they go. All right, so here we are. Right, right. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, hey, yo. <laughs> All right. Uh, overall, then, Paul, this Chicken Run film, I guess I, I, one thing I wrote about it is the soundtrack is very nice and happy. <laughs> All right. So that's nice. <laughs> I think the film can be a little baggy towards the middle to the end, middle end of the film. It sort of dragged a little bit for me. Did you think? I did wow. think so. And here's the thing. The cool things about it. And I'm I'm sure if I was a man with a child or I was a child or instead of being well. instead of being a man child, <laughs> okay, I'd probably uh, be a bit more on board with it. But the truth is, I'm sitting there going, I don't know. There's not much here for me. It's just not my kind of film. Okay. So I will I will rate it as professionally as I can, Paul. Oh, here we go. Now, please tell me what you think first, though. Look, I I made the joke, sensible chuckle, Cole in the movie. I, that's exactly what this film is. I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's outstanding. I think it does what it comes to do, and it delivers what's on the on the the package quite well. Is it wonderfully funny? Absolutely not. Is it incredibly clever? No. No. Does it look pretty good for a stop motion film? Of course it does. I think it does. They are excellent at applying their trade. And I, not that I'm an expert in these things at all, we maybe need to go over to our friend B Dizzle that we watched the Thing podcast mm. for his take on this. How much of this is straight, pure stop motion? How much of it is augmented CG? Ah. Don't know. Didn't even think about but it. I suspect it's all visual effects weaving in there as well. What I liked about it was the way it built on the first one. I thought the first one was middling as, as AF. Did you? Didn't love it at all. Oh, never I didn't have know that. never rewatched that film. Never bothered to show it to my, oh, my daughter. Yeah. Which, you know, films from my youth that I love, I've I've raced to show her when you know she's at the right age to watch them. This one never even clocked for me. Shaun the Sheep, big favourite, obviously, around my house. So I was hoping for a bit more of that. Enjoyed Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon when that came out, what, four years ago, just mm-hmm. just pre pandemic. This one my score is probably more out of respect for their body of work than it is for this particular film. Which uh, it's an Academy Award kind almost, of thing. Almost. Yeah, almost. It's, yeah. it's kind of like Mission Impossible to the Great Escape. There's more to it in that regard. I find some of the recasting interesting. Like Zachary Levi sounds nothing like Mel Gibson. What? So can I just assume they couldn't afford or get those people? No way they let Mel Gibson anywhere near a kid's film with his reputation. Ah, now. shit. He only doesn't like Jews, not kids. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anti-McKittick. <laughs> what? Uh, no. Anyway, I ended, I I know. <sighs> Moving on from that rich vein of humor. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Holy um, shit! Yeah, look. Um, and they also replaced Ginger, who was played by Julia Swahala. Swala, huh? The, and the lead woman, Tandaway Newton, instead. Yep. And apparently, they did so because she said she sounds too old. Now they have. Re- <laughs> And so there's there's a little bit of a furor, and I say furor. I'm sure it's like three people going, "Well, that's no hoop, okay." There's a bit of ageism leveled at the casting here because the big part characters are all played by the same people. So oh, Jane really? Horrocks and the guy who plays the pip pip, okay then, yep. bird. Yep. That's Walder Frey from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. And well, he's supposed to be old. The person playing the inventor guy who runs this whole advanced chicken nugget oh, yes. farm is from Ted, uh, is it Ted, from Lasso? Ted Lasso he is why am I blanking on his name um, it's Nick Muhammad in real life what's yes. his name in the show Nate well done old man yeah got there in the end <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, That's what she said. <laughs> okay, well, um, I, I, looking a bit further into the ideology of, of the story and the, and the movie, I think the film can be read without stretching as perhaps a broadside against factory farming or maybe even eating chickens in general. Um, yeah, of course. We're, we're trying to say chickens have personalities too. Exactly. They're, they're living exactly. beings. Yeah, that, there's that little... I mean, I think that's... In 2000, <laughs> no one looked at it like, this is a bloody criticism of the chicken industry. That's no, been, but you know, of course, it's a fun we're, in a, film. we're in a different time yeah. now, Paul. Uh, and it's also, I think, uh, an existential examination of the nature of freedom as well, because the only other theme that I sort of detected was that you know that uh, a lot of animated films have this like like Finding Nemo. They have this like the this this theme of overprotective parent needs to calm down, let sure. the kid have an adventure, that kind of thing. So I'm I'm sitting there going, okay, none of that's lost on me, and that's fine. I think that it's the the real problem with the film is that it's just a bit ho hum. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Don't, don't disagree with that. It doesn't help a guy like me who already isn't like this isn't my type of film. So I think uh, I'd be interested to see what kids think of this, because really, it's for them. Yeah, well, I wanted to watch it with my daughter, but unfortunately, she was really busy this weekend, busier than I have been, so <laughs> there was no time for her to sit down and watch it um, together with me. Do you think, though, that, like, I have this theory that the best kids' films have edge, and that edge is for the adult, and it's also on some level for the kid. This show doesn't really have any edge. I know you haven't done this, Wayne, and you're not going to... <laughs> But I'm going to say this again for a, probably the 73rd time yeah. in the history of this podcast. Yeah. If you watch Shaun the Sheep, you'll yeah. find that edge. Okay, so Shaun the Sheep has it. Shaun the Sheep and is I- a largely dialogueless film. Yes, I remember so this. Everything is sight gags. Everything is cleverness in the actual animation and what they're depicting on the screen. Well, that's cool. So whereas this one is, yeah, and there's, there's that they react and make those yeah, kinds yeah, of noises, yeah. but that's basically it. So that's the difference. The, and that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Other like, than the farmer guy, he does speak. Right. So, but this, this, this is my point, right? Like, you've got a, a, essentially a very similar film that you find has age and you like it so much that you keep talking about it. And I, and I thought, and I this one hasn't got any of This it. would bring, no, but it doesn't really. As I said, I sensibly chuckled six to eight times in this film. I'm guessing you enjoyed the, um, the zombification aspect, or, well, or yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that was like, I'll probably get into spoilers now. So let me just press that button, and then if you really care, then you can continue. But we've, <laughs> we uh, appreciate your download and you're listening to our <laughs> middling review of this. No which one's is talking. always <laughs> really difficult. We're to speaking do. into the void, I guarantee it. <laughs> we'll see what the download numbers are yep. <laughs> for this particular week. But here we go with uh, a bit of spoilers. Bitches leave. And chickens too. <laughs> because there are a few deaths in this film. Well, one. I think there's one chicken that dies in this movie from memory. But that's like a, a like a random chicken. It's, yeah, not, it's not like no, a no one of consequence. <laughs> yes. and, and even the fucking girl, even the, the the bitch doesn't die. Like the big bat, she could have died by falling into the chicken thing. Well, kind and then of, getting they cut didn't up. Show you, you know, they let her off there. She got get shot by all the uh, lasers at the very end. You yeah, but that didn't even kill again. the fucking rooster in the beginning. So I'm pretty that's, sure she just got a yeah. fanny burned or something. It's just nothing. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I said not really having a a big edge there. And I don't mind so much that, but like, oh, I don't know. I don't well, think. Not I'd... saying she needed to. Well, it's funny enough because that's a big reveal, right? You you hinted at it with your very cleverly worded description of the mm-hmm, film, but mm-hmm. her coming back as the wife and the real brains behind this whole new empire, this fedangled new way of killing chickens so that Making they don't happy. tense up and therefore the f- the meat is tender. And I thought that was pretty clever. I didn't mind. It, that it actually is clever, and I, I frankly I wouldn't mind if factory farming went that way. The whole problem with factory farming is that it's cruel. Yes. Um, I still eat animals, Paul, so yeah. I just want them to be happy. Uh, and, oblivious, and oblivious. And yeah. oblivious. Like, I'd leave like, oh, what's happened? Well, suddenly gone. All yeah. right, so yeah, my point is... <laughs> 
She is the brains behind since she comes back into it. And uh, Peter Serafanowitz or whatever his name is, he's Sean's roommate in Sean of the Dead. He's got oh, yeah, yeah. Golden, most velvety voice. Also popped up in the John Wick's film as the uh, tailor who's helping John get all dressed. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love his voice and he pops up as a businessman here. So it's nice to hear him too. Ah, is that who he is? It's almost like she's then flirting with him like she's going to dump Nate. Poor yeah. Nate. He can't cop a break, whatever role he's in. Exactly. <laughs> Can't get asked, can't get, you know, anyway. Uh, but the yes, the, I did notice that little uh, moment there when they're sharing a nugget. Yes. Shall yeah. we say. Shall we say. Slash is what happened. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, um, I thought the, the bits that made me laugh were mostly around their interplay, like when the businessman comes in. and he, he, he. Yeah. I think the bit that I noticed most of all was like the tech that keeps chickens out. So they're little like, you know, the sensors and stuff and then the ducks with the lasers. Yes. And that was all pretty like. Hence the Mission Impossible comparison. Yes, which, which let's face it. For anything like this, Fantastic Mr. Fox, whatever, all of that infiltration type shit is funny for me. So, yeah, that, the, I would think so. Yeah. You've been the spy fan that yeah. you are. I mean, it was over pretty quick, but there you are. So, but, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's fine. It's not for me. And the other bit that made me laugh is when they're breaking into the, into the factory and they take a photo of the guard who's staggering around not knowing what's flashing. For like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and they put the eye up. The I know. <laughs> that then, was funny. And then when they go inside and she gets the photo, it's just someone who flicks open a book. I know. And is like, that's comedy. That's no, funny. No, that is funny. There's no and actual a, digital a solution. Of every it's single just, yeah. eye. It's just it's someone oh, going, that oh, that matches it. Okay, cool. Open the door. I know. That was actually quite funny. And there's like four magnifying glasses to show her the eye. I'm like, yeah. that's, pretty, that's actually pretty, that's probably the funniest thing about the show. Yeah. And that, I'm like, more of that, please. Yeah. It it wasn't that inspiredly written, I would say. Like, yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah, Again, not bad. Like the idea, not bad, that but your, unremarkable. Your kid is more of you. That it's the things about yourself that like Ginger is this free spirit, and she's very brave and courageous. And the kid is is even more of that. It's kind of her plus the dad, who's this. Do you find that to be the case with your child? Uh, in some ways, yes. In other ways, no. Probably too soon to tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like that idea. That okay. absolutely. So it's, like you said, overprotective parents versus how much do you let them go and how much trouble do they get into slash would you be eaten by the big shark that goes past. So, yes. Yeah. I was told this by uh, kind of a dickhead that I know, but he said that a, chi- <laughs> a child is... Um, I used to... I used to <laughs> I used to work in Time Zone, and one of the managers there was a real dickhead, um, but he meant well. But he said, a child is just a monument to yourself. And I went, what do you mean? He goes, that's why people have children. It's literally a monument to you. Like, it couldn't exist without you, and it looks like you. And I'm like... If you're lucky. Or uh, slash if they're unlucky. Yeah. Well, this is it. And I'm like, is that why you did it? He goes, kind of. And I'm like, yeah, I think you're a dickhead. Anyway, so... <laughs> you have the perfect soundboard clip to add to that? Please. Check this shit out because you're a cunt. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't play that one very often. I oh use it for God. good effect. I keep forgetting it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, what are we? What, what, what are we? Are you done? Are you, yeah. Look, very short review because it's pretty. I mean, again, it looks very pretty. Most of my score comes from it looks pretty. It's, it's accomplished in that level. It's a. It is visually very good as a stop motion thing. But if you don't like stop motion, you're not going to have that to prop you up. So, yeah, Wayne, why don't you go first? All Tell right. us what did you think and. Uh, here it is. It's competently made, but I will allow for the fact that it's not my film to try and sort of like grade on the curve. Okay. I'm going to give it a straight 50. <laughs> what are you going to do? You? You're giving it worse? No. Oh, I'm, a, I'm oh. Megatron. I, I should have played last week. I forgot. <laughs> no, no. This is... Hey, I passed it. What are uh, you going to give it? I'm giving it 60. Flat 60. Yeah, okay. That's 50, fine. Maybe I think, I think that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. So, you know, me half a star higher than you is... Uh, you know, 
significant. That's right. That's right. I, you know, I must be feeling like it's Christmas. I'm feeling fucking generous. <laughs> Usually it's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> well, on that note, fuck this shit is coming and coming hard to the, wait, to the, to the <laughs> podcast because we do have in next week on the show, the next week, next episode is top 10 last Next couple of weeks after that's going to be the worst 10 film, sorry, shows of the year or the worst shows of the year, the best shows of the year, then the worst 10 films of the year. Oh, there's obviously not anywhere near that, right? No, because it's inconsequential. It's yeah. not actually offensive. The, best. So the big big month wrap-up shows of the year are coming. So please join us for those. Even if this is an underwhelming review of a, according to Wayne, underwhelming film. Uh, hopefully you had a sensible chuckle or two at this podcast as well. <laughs> Wayne, how do the good folk get in touch with us? Why don't you give us a Google and find our socials and all that kind of crap. Join up, <laughs> all that type of thing. Uh, send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. This is the dumbest <laughs> shit. Anyone ever said in the history of, and I don't you know, think I'm exaggerating here. That time. is actually the best call to action. I write ads for work, and, and my call Google. to action, my call to action is yeah, Google this yeah, thing. It was more like join us if you want to. <laughs> Sorry, so why don't you join up? You should become part of the listener community. There's a great bunch of people there, and I love them. Yep. So anyway, we we do very much appreciate and love those fine fine folk. Yeah, follow us on Patreon, no Podbean, where we host the show. Like and follow the show there, as mentioned. And uh, yeah, you said the website didn't you? The I didn't podcast. Com. <laughs> oh, Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name's Paul. My name's Wayne. And this has been The Soundboard. When we let Wayne review kids' films. We'll catch you next time. See ya. <laughs> you should learn better. <laughs>